Hi, everybody, and welcome back to day six of the podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm here with Becky again today Hello. for the sixth day of our Heaven podcast. How's it going so far, Becky? You enjoying it? I'm enjoying it a lot, yeah. and I hope people who are listening are feeling like a little bit stretched in thinking about Heaven. We might think it's something quite simple to sum up, but actually, as the more we dig into it, the richer it's getting, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm loving it, and it's certainly stretching me, like in preparing for all of this, making me read lots of stuff I've not read before, all of that kind of thing. So, um, well, I hope people are enjoying it as much as we are. That's that's all we can say, and that yeah. it's hope- helpful uh, to people and full of hope for them for, for what's to come. So uh, what are we going to do today? What are we going to think about today? So we're kind of shifting our focus a little bit. We've been talking a lot about this hope that heaven gives us, but we're sort of shifting the focus a little bit this week to talk a little bit more about what's heaven actually going to be like and, and how should that inform the way we're living towards heaven, the more clear we have a picture in our minds of what heaven will actually be like. And I guess the question we're asking today, more specifically, is if we wanted to prioritise heaven in our lives and living for heaven, what would we prioritise now? Yeah. So what do I prioritise in my life right now so that I'm prioritising heaven? Yeah, that's mm. good. That's so really good. Where are we going to go today to find out the answer to that question? Yeah, well, we're going to go to Jesus, which is a great place to go. And we're going to look at um, a time where, yeah, there was quite a, an interesting conversation going on between uh, Jesus and some people and other people listening and all of that kind of stuff. And we're going to go to Matthew's account of uh, the life of Jesus. We did that on day five. So we kind of introed that a little bit on, on day five. Matthew, a follower of Jesus, wrote down the stories uh, from the life of Jesus and so, yeah, we're going to head into uh, Matthew's account of Jesus's life today to uh, yeah, find this conversation that was, yeah, interesting, challenging, and actually would have been very shocking to a lot of people who were hearing it. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So shall I lead into what happens before? Yes, that would be great. Set the, set the scene for us. So, so Jesus has been teaching and... Um, as he would teach, people would come and go and he'd amass a bit of a crowd around him. And every now and then in the in the accounts of Jesus's life, you get somebody pop up with a really key question and it sort of sets the stage for a really pivotal moment of teaching. And one such occasion happens here where um, a guy who we're told is very wealthy uh, comes and asks Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And, and Jesus turns to him and, and he says about the, the commandments that, that would have been very familiar in that Jewish context, that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, and you love your neighbours yourselves. And this guy says, yeah, you know, I know about that stuff. Kind of what else? <laughs> and, uh, and Jesus says, right, how about you go and sell all your possessions and give them to the poor? And then we get this kind of sad resolve to this interaction where this guy goes away sad because he doesn't feel like he can do that. And then and Peter and the other guys who are following Jesus are pretty disturbed by this interaction and they come to Jesus and they say, well, who then can be saved? And uh, Jesus says, with people, it's impossible, but with God, it's possible. So why don't you pick up and read yeah, to us? That would be so great. I, I love this kind of picture of this conversation has happened with this guy, this mm. wealthy guy. And there's like this is like the debrief, isn't it, uh, after the conversation. So this is from Matthew chapter 19 in the New Testament part of the Bible. And we're going to read verses 23 to 30. And as we've said all the way through this podcast, if you've got a Bible with you, however you do that, you can follow along. If not, just listen. That's totally fine too. So it says this. Then Jesus said to his disciples... 
Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Peter answered him, We've left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who, f- who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields, for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. Wow. Mm. Shall we unpack a few things within that passage? Yes. So Jesus starts by saying, uh, it's hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. And then he says, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. What do you think to that, Chris? Well, well, I think, I mean, Jesus does this sometimes. He exaggerates to make a point. Mm. And uh, he's trying, I mean, basically he's saying it's impossible. I mean, that, that's really what he's saying when he talks about camels and eyes of needles and that kind of stuff. So he's, mm. he's saying on their own, it's impossible for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. So he's exaggerating to make that point, but he's making it clear it would be impossible uh, on their own, as indeed it would be for anybody. But he's specifically talking about the rich here. So Jesus is setting the stage for what he then follows up with, which is with man or with people, this is impossible. But with God, then he says all things are possible. So we've been asking the questions, what's the context? And then we've been asking, what's the point? So what what's the point of what's going on here yeah well i I mean i think we have to look at the questions that are being asked through this so as you rightly said um the 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 disciples the the people who are following jesus are coming to him saying well that interaction that happened with this what's what's going on there and um and then they ask him but what about us you know jesus says it's impossible for people on their own to enter the kingdom of heaven so then the second question is well what does that mean for us then? So there's those kind of two key, I think, two key questions that are going uh, on here. And um, the the question about wealth and all of that kind of stuff, I mean, that would have been really shocking to them in, in the culture of the day to have heard that rich people weren't at the front of the queue for heaven. Uh, because there was an assumption in the culture of the day that uh, God was blessing you if you were rich or you owned lots of land or you know life was going well for you that must mean God was blessing you and conversely if that wasn't happening for you that somehow you must be under some kind of curse from God so so that that's that's a, a key thing that's going on here I think that Jesus is turning that whole thing upside down and uh, uh, and he says in the last verse, but many who are first will be last and many who are last will be first. So he's reversing the the earthly order of things and saying, and, and that if you were rich, that was deeply challenging. If you weren't rich, if you were one of the, then this might have been deeply comforting for you to kind of hear, well, actually, hold on. In this whole kind of economy of God, things are, are completely different. So I think there's a couple of, of, of key points that are coming out for us there. What, what about for you? What, what, what would you say? 
I think there's also an, there's another sort of switch around that Jesus is doing here that he does so often, which is that this guy has come to him and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? In other words, he's asking, how can I sort myself? How can I secure myself? And we've talked about this place that's reserved for us in heaven. How, hey, how do I secure that for myself? Yeah. And Jesus turns around and says, well, what if you dropped everything and came and followed me? And then he sort of flips it round to then talking about anybody who has given things up for my sake will have something in heaven for them. So the guy has come with this question, what must I do? And Jesus answers with, who must you rely on yeah. to get to heaven? And he's saying, anybody who trusts and relies in me is secured a place in heaven. Yeah. Can you say that again? That 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 sentence you said that ended with the rely thing because that that felt really significant to me. Can you remember? So the so the guy comes with the question, "What must I do yeah. to get to heaven?" And Jesus says, "Who this is about? Who you must trust and rely on to get to heaven? Anyone who trusts and relies on me is secured a place yeah. in heaven." I think that's really interesting because while you when you as soon as you say that. I find myself being convicted about that because I think, you know, um, relatively speaking, certainly by worldly terms, most of us living in the Western world are, are wealthy. Certainly, we're incredibly wealthy by worldly kind of standards. And it is so easy, and I know this is true in my own life, to think about all the things I can sort as long as I've got some money to sort it or some sort of material wealth. So I start to rely on myself and that's exactly what this young man, the, the rich young man, had been doing. Like, as you rightly point out, what? how do I purchase my place in heaven, basically? Because, you know, I want to know what i got to do to get myself sorted. And and we can be very critical of that, I guess. And we can read it and think, oh, you know, what? how silly was he or whatever. But actually, we do this all the time. We rely on ourselves and our independent spirit and the fact that we can sort ourselves out. And we rely on ourselves for our joy and happiness. You know, I can buy some happiness by investing in whatever it might be, a holiday or a car or yeah, I, whatever it is. I can rely on myself to bring myself joy and happiness and all that kind of stuff. So that's deeply challenging, isn't it, to, to move from um, what do I do to make myself happy or somehow feel like I'm secure for the future, including my eternal destiny, versus who am I actually going to rely on? for yeah, that yeah, yeah yeah that's a great point and, and actually we should remember when we look at a passage like this that when they're asking about eternal life and Jesus is talking about eternal life he's not talking about something that just begins after death when Jesus talked about eternal life he talked about a, a quality of life and a kind of life that begins now and that and you're right we might think that the best kind of life that we can achieve is the kind that we can earn our way into and yeah. oh my goodness how many times have I fallen into that yeah. trap in my own life and then Jesus flips it around and says, you know, anything you've given up, anything you've sacrificed, any cost you have incurred in order to put me first in your life. And maybe sometimes that has made your life look much more difficult and feel much harder. Those are the things that are securing you the best version of life now and in the future. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I mean, that, that really is a big challenge to us, isn't it? Um, and 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 we shouldn't underestimate 
the the point that's being made here and the people who are asking the the peters of the of the world his disciples who are asking him this this question uh, are ones who have given up everything peter says that we've given up everything to follow you what does that mean for us and then jesus again just reverses everything and says look you who have given up everything your material well-being your wealth all of that kind of stuff in in the future in this heaven that is stored up for you you're going to be the ones who are reigning with me you're going to be right uh, alongside me um and you're going to inherit way more than you've ever uh, given up and again that would have been really shocking to them to hear that in god's kingdom they were the ones who were going to be uh, right alongside Jesus um, uh, in 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 heaven, not pushed right down to the other end of yeah, the of yeah. the feast or the That's you know right. the table. Or... That's right. That and as you said in the in the last episode when we talked about um, the Sermon on the Mount, it's so amazing to imagine those people listening right there and then, and Jesus is turning to people who have really got nothing and saying, "You are perfectly positioned." to inherit eternal life you're perfectly positioned to um to trust in me and to rely on me and to walk walk with me into the next life yeah so this raises a big question for for me then when we move into our we've talked about what's the point we talked about what's the context what's the difference okay so am i supposed to give up everything am i supposed to like sell my house sell everything to position myself better for the prospect of eternal life. What, what what does this mean for me now? That's the question I'm asking, and I'm guessing people who are listening to this uh, are asking. Yeah. yeah. Thoughts on that? Well, <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's so challenging, and I think that it makes us have to ask the question, um, where is something I'm relying on and trusting in now, hindering my ability to trust in and rely on Jesus. And I think that one, if you are struggling, if you do feel like you lack, if you're lacking in material wealth, if you're lacking in some other area of your life, the difference this makes for you is that you are you know, in the previous episode, we talked about the fact that you may not feel blessed, but Jesus said, you're blessed. You are perfectly positioned to get what it means to trust in me because you haven't bought into the lie that other people so easily buy into that you can secure yourself the best kind of life. You know that that's not true anymore because anybody who's lost things realizes it's not true that I can earn myself and win myself into the best kind of life. And for those of us who are in very comfortable positions this is a challenge to us it's a challenge to me that I need to ask questions of what I prioritize right now in order that I might prioritize Jesus and know that if that comes at a cost and if it comes to a question of yes you know I think sometimes there are extreme versions of this should I sell my house should I downsize should I uh, live on less I think I'm asked I think Jesus is convicting us to ask questions like that if it would ensure that our trust and our reliance is on him yeah what do you think yeah no i think that's i think that's good i i i think um 
you know, like I, in in my notes, I I wrote down things like placing our hope in the things of heaven is a better way to spend our time than placing our hope in the values of this world. Yeah. But that I realise as I'm as I'm challenging myself as we're having this conversation, that's quite an easy thing to say. Uh, and actually, it is it, it, the the challenge here seems to be deeper than than that. Um, uh, and um, yeah, I, I I mean, I've always kind of thought with material wealth, it, it's about where's our hope, where's our priority, where's our trust. And, um, you know, there's no doubt that sometimes material wealth enables us to do things that are incredibly valuable for the, the kingdom of God. So, you know, and if I sold my house, you know, I'm going to presume potentially need somebody else to kind of I don't know how's or whatever whatever it is. So that might not be what God is is kind of calling me to, but I th I think it's too easy sometimes to get out of the the deep challenge that's in here by going yeah well my hope isn't in material things so I'm okay. Whereas actually I think it, we're we're unpacking it's more than where's our hope. It's 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 about this reliance word. That's what really strikes me as we're talking about this today that and i do i i definitely fall into that trap of um thinking i can sort out anything that's gonna happen to me yeah. in my life because i can yeah. find some money to i don't know whatever it might be and and i think that that's a deep challenge and um uh yeah to to think about that and where might jesus be saying to me yeah you know, that's an area of your life where you are relying on your own strength and your own capacity and your own ability and your own bank account. And you, you know that. So you need to let that go and give that up to tr yeah. truly uh, follow me and prioritize me. And of course, Matthew, who's writing this account of Jesus's words, he has in mind his own audience. So Jesus had an audience. Matthew, as he writes, has an audience. And he knows that there are people who have begun to follow Jesus and have lost things as a result not because they've opted to lose something, but because um, because of the time and because it wasn't acceptable to pledge your allegiance to Jesus over other things, they had lost things. So it's this reassurance that, Chris, if you ever lost your home because of your faith in Jesus, you know, if the political environment in the UK completely changed and you lost things for the sake of following Jesus, you would be still in a good position to trust in him and to walk with him and to inherit eternal life so it's that reassurance if this had to happen you're you're actually you're in a good position in terms of the kingdom of heaven and and i guess uh, a lot of this is about material wealth but I, i'm guessing it's okay for us to expand this into other things uh, where we may have experienced uh, losing things or whatever. I mean, I can think um, uh, about reputation, for example. I can definitely think of areas of my life when I was in my business career or in, in what I'm doing now, leading a church, where I've definitely lost reputation because of my faith in Jesus or because of what I thought Jesus was calling me to and a direction and route of travel that he was calling me to take so there may there may be other areas of life that our listeners are are thinking about right now where they have lost they may have lost relationships or, or family members if they're followers of jesus that haven't understood what they're doing or whatever and again i i hope we're hearing that reassurance from jesus that again when giving up things to follow him um uh, actually give us a, a a picture of what it 
means and a more than a picture it's not necessarily the right word but a an understanding of what it means to follow him to rely on him and um uh, to place our hope in the reward that awaits yes. rather than yes. uh, in everything that's now and if you're listening and you're not sure what you think about jesus yet and by the way we're really so glad you are listening and we really hope this stuff is still helpful for you wherever you're at but if you're listening and you're kind of in that camp of actually i'm i'm getting close to making a decision to follow jesus um and you are feeling apprehensive about the costs you may incur as you take that step what will other people say how will i negotiate these friendships what will it mean for um, different parts of my life, then there's hope for you in this. There's there's an encouragement to you that, um, first of all, you join a long line of people who have done that, who have lost things for the sake of Jesus. But but secondly, that um, Jesus says, great is the reward for anybody who takes a step that causes them a sacrifice and a cost right now for my sake. Um, and if if you're not there and you're not you're still really not sure what you think about all this stuff. Maybe it's just about asking the question, what am I what am I prioritizing right now and what am I trying to build for myself and what am I relying on to give myself that best version of life? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think take I, I take huge comfort from the fact that that you know Jesus' closest friends had all these questions that we had, right? The fact that it's Peter that's asking, you know, come on, Jesus, we've given up everything to follow you. What, what, what does that mean? What does that mean for us? And I love that, that you know, having those questions or whatever didn't preclude them from following Jesus or being a friend of Jesus or, or anything. And um, I, I take great comfort from the fact that even these people who were closest to Jesus were asking all these different sorts of questions. Yes. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. So, Another question we've been asking in this podcast is what's the tweet? So could we get this into one or two sentences that we could share with somebody um, the point of this message here? Yeah. Well, I, I think we've got a couple of different tweets, haven't we, that, that maybe dive into slightly different aspects of the of the story. So, so my one is something like um, heaven is a place where the values of this world are turned upside down and fame, wealth and earthly success count for nothing. The only thing that matters is a relationship with Jesus. Now, I would, if I, I would like to add something. If I were, I, I want to add something in about what impact that has on now. So, I'm, uh, that's all about what's to come. But actually, it needs to have something else to it. I think, which is something to do with, and that should impact how I prioritize my life now or something. But now we're getting into a very long tweet. But yeah, so what, what, what was yours? Your what was yours for this? Um, so I've put. Anyone, anybody who trusts Jesus first will be chosen first by him for a place in heaven. I had something else, but I think I'm going to leave it there. Having just had that conversation, I feel like that's clarified more for me that, yeah, that's what I'm taking from today. Yeah, yeah. Good, mm. good, good. I, and again, I hope everybody listening to this takes comfort from the, or not comfort, that's the wrong word, but encouragement from the fact that, that, you know we're wrestling this around yes. and actually finding things i mean this is what this is what reading the bible does i think and engaging with it um it and wrestling with it with either with other people or with other materials that we can find it's, you know suddenly things change or or you you see things and are challenged by things afresh and anew and all that kind of stuff and uh, yeah thank you becky because i've just i've i've loved again this conversation again just about 
um and and as we've wrestled it around i think we're both sitting here going oh right yeah yeah, yeah. and and just yeah. unpacking new things from it which is really uh, helpful we do finish though with what's next so what's the what's the challenge here so i i can start so for me the challenge is really big about where am i placing my hope and my priorities and what am i relying on uh, and is that truly god and jesus or are there areas of my life where i'm relying too much on my own independence or on things of this world and i need to think about that reflect on it and make changes yeah. where that's happening and i'm i'm relying too much on my own stuff rather yes. than on jesus yeah 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 i think i'm definitely along the same lines asking myself the question what am i prioritizing right now here that's that's not on god's list of priorities and won't be on the list of priorities in heaven um and uh yeah wherever you're at in faith maybe just addressing those priorities that you're committing a lot of your time and energy into at the moment um they may be really valuable and it this isn't about saying there's you know you can't do anything of value yes, yeah. <laughs> other than you know spend time thinking about jesus <laughs> but that making him first changes the value of all those other things doesn't it because suddenly they're pointed towards a different goal yeah well well that's been challenging one today yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'd love to hear what you think we'd yes. love to get your feedback on our um our facebook online community um yeah let, let us know what's challenging you out, out of this um we'd love to hear that too wouldn't we i yeah. think yeah yeah and we should say if you've happened across this podcast and you're not currently subscribed be really awesome if you did subscribe and you could hear more things like this or maybe you really don't want to <laughs> surely not <laughs> yeah um but yeah we'll catch up with you in the next episode thanks chris great thanks becky it's been a good one